are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. Oh, you're back. Well, while you're here, make yourself useful and fetch me another drink. Now then, last you heard, the three of us wandered on back to no names. Jada fussed over Clarence's wounds, although that did little good. Both their wounds were already healing over. More importantly, and don't ask how I know this, she even apologized for bringing him along in the first place. Meanwhile, I took to chatting with the barman after a rather tense moment with Cato, his boss. I may have been a dash tired, but I still found it odd how he neither spoke nor does he have a name. By the end of the night, the fuddy-duddies were asleep, and I enjoyed a delicious batch of, well, Caesar salad. I don't know why I asked Kato this, but I asked nonetheless. Have we met before? His answer was less than satisfying. Giselle, you head up the stairs. Your conversation and meal finished with, and time moves slowly. Not because it feels strange. Everything is just heavy. You're tired. Exhausted from everything that this night has thrown at you. You make your way up to the room and you see Jada sprawled out on the couch and Clarence tucked into the bed. He tucked himself in. (laughs) Yeah. It's a small bed. There wouldn't really be enough for anyone else. But there's room on the couch. You see a TV in the corner, and it's a cozy feeling that you get. Sorry, I just... Video game. Fucking lore. Anyways. Um, no, so I... Definitely am not going to go join Clarence. Too small of a bed. And there was a rocking chair too, correct? Yes. Uh, it's all the way across from the door that you came through. And it's facing the TV. This big box TV. It's only maybe a couple feet from where Jada is sleeping currently. So I look at the rocking chair for a moment, consider it as a place to crash out, and then I do the logistics of sleeping in a rocking chair would be comfy for maybe half an hour, and then I would hate everything. I definitely won't snuggle up next to Clarence. And then I look at the couch with Jada. And I think as carefully as I can, I'm going to push... Or, like, readjust her so that way there's room for me. And then 
not like going face to face and trying to give her some respect in this personal space. So my head's going to be down by her feet. And I'm actually going to try to curl up a little bit so that way my feet aren't directly in her face either. Why don't you want to go like toe to toes? You don't want to play footsies? <laughs> I mean, it would be a great time to go down memory lane, Bianca. Oh. But <laughs> uh, I I don't know you that well. And I feel like if I woke up with Jada's face right next to mine, <laughs> that's not how I'd want to wake up. So yeah, sorry, that's fair. <laughs> it's it's me trying to give her a little space and yet maintain what's most important, my comfort. Yep, yep, okay. <laughs> I believe Jada also had a a blanket that she had pulled off the the top of the couch. I think so. Uh, so how much of that does Giselle steal? She doesn't. She'll lay on top of it, actually. Uh, okay. As you lay down, the couch it doesn't look as comfortable as it feels. You melt into this soft cloud of a fur- of a piece of furniture, and almost immediately you're asleep. And before it is the next morning, we're gonna have dream sequences. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I love those. <laughs> Big same. <laughs> <laughs> Blurry fade, blurry so, fade, blurry fade. Who wants to go first? Because it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I want to hear Ethan's. Yeah, Ethan was doing a party dance over there. He oh, I mean, ready. I was just doing Wayne's World, so we might as well get into oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Clarence, you are standing on stage. You're in the middle of playing one of your sets, one of your favorite sets. A nice jazzy little tune. A little bit faster than what you usually play for the crowds, but this isn't for the crowds. This is for you. As you look around, you notice that this stage is bigger. There are more lights. Everything is gilded in this dark silver. And beyond that, you finally notice there is a crowd. They make no noise, no cheering. But you can tell they stare at you in awe. And these panes of glass start to descend from the ceiling. In a prism, they form around you. And they seem to amplify everything. And then you feel something cold around your ankles. They're... they're shackles. Does that matter? I don't, I don't like it. What's your safety word? Clarence, do you continue to play? Yes, I, I continue to play. As you play, the memory, the feeling of these shackles quickly fade. They don't go anywhere, but you care less and less about them until a new, equally cold feeling seeps into your shoes. A chill runs up your spine as you realize water, clear, cold water, 
is slowly rising around you. Do you continue to play? No, I start to I start to flail. I I don't want to <laughs> drown, as it were, with shackles on my feet if the water's continuing to rise. The second you stop, you hear boos coming from the crowd. It's a chorus of discontent. Someone shouts your name, and then you feel this ice cold chill start going faster and faster. That same person that shouted your name says, Continue! And it may stop. Does Clarence continue to play? I, yes, I, I follow the, I follow the instructions of the words, and, and keep on playing. I play my soul out. You keep playing more frantically now than before. The rising of the water slows, but it does not stop. The boos die down, and it is once again this sea of faces that are just staring in awe at you. The water is at your chest. Clarence, do you continue to play? Yes, I, I, st I still continue to play. The water keeps rising. Slow, but steady. People are cheering now. You hear your name being chanted. The people love you. The audience loves you. And yet the water does not stop. The water is above your head now. You've continued to play, and it seems as though the music was undisturbed. You can play, but breathing is impossible. Clarence, do you continue to play? Yep, we'll, we'll continue to play. And I think that's where we're going to end that dream sequence, right? Right there. At least we'll, we'll keep him in, in suspense. Cool. Not worried or anything. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find. No. You'll be fine. It was all a dream. Who's next? Jada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Awfully eager there. <laughs> okay. Jada, it's it's Christmas Day. You're still a cadet. Your father's there. Your mother's there. It's a little bit of a shock, but everyone's so happy. You're walking down the street, and... Then you see James. Your brother's there, too. You all are going to eat. And it's odd. This this is a good time. You don't remember a lot of those. You walk down the street, talking with your mother, joking with your brother, and one by one, their voices seem to die down. Your father is gone. Your mother doesn't seem to notice. Neither does your brother. You continue to walk, and then your brother is gone. And soon after, your mother is as well. You continue to walk down the street. What was once midday is now a deep, dark night. 
in the suburbs that you call home. You can actually make out some stars. This is an oddly clear night. It's peaceful, but lonely. And then you hear a window shatter. You see your brother running. He has some things in his hand. What do you do? I relived this so many times. I run for the front door. You go into the front door. Things are tossed about, photos strewn. Nothing seems to be gone. Not not from here anyway. But this is only the living room. Where do you go next? I'm going to keep walking to the room where I heard most of the commotion. You go in there. Suddenly you're much younger. You see before anything else a large crimson pool. This is not the day that had started. Where was your father? Where was your brother? Your mother lies there. She's already gone. And it's hard to come to grips with it because she's right there. How could she be gone? You close your eyes. And you're hearing this half-shouting. At first you think it's a shouting match between your mother and father, but these voices are younger. You make one out actually to be your brother. And there's a woman there. And these things that he has in his hand, these sentimental items he presents to her she does not look pleased and then you see her draw a revolver put it up to his chest you blink and you're at your dad's favorite bar Somehow you know, this is where he was. He didn't do it, but it's hard not to blame him. What do you do? Am I inside of the bar? Yes. It's a rather busy night, but you have this sort of tunnel vision. Everything else is fuzzy except for your father his seat at the bar, and the path between you and him. I'm going to walk towards him, and I can feel the tears just pouring off my face, but that's not going to stop me from going up to the bar and sitting next to him. He sits there. He's probably been there for at least a couple hours. You don't know how many drinks he's had, but 
it looks like way more than a few. He's munching on some of the bar nuts. He doesn't exactly look happy. But how many of these faces usually do? He doesn't seem to notice you sit down. What do you do? I'm going to kind of hit him lately in the arm, like I've always done to get his attention. Hey, hey dad, we we should go. We should go back home. Um, this is just... Let me finish this one. No, 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 no. We're going to go right now. And I... What's, what's the rush? I don't... I don't no, I, I paid for this drink. I'm gonna finish it. <clears throat> yeah, he doesn't look great. <laughs> Held it. Dad, we're going right now. Mom, mom needs us. Okay, she's at. Uh, I think. I think she's home, and I. I think we need to go back there. Why? She doesn't want to see me. It, you don't want to see me. I don't want to see me. Nobody wants to see you when you're like this. Okay, let's. Finish the drink and let's go. This, at this point, he turns towards you. He hasn't been looking at you. He's only been essentially enamored with the bottle. And you lock eyes with him, but he seems to look right through you. He looks confused and then he reaches into his pocket. He pulls out his wallet. And he's about to pay, and he sees the picture, the last family picture, full family picture that you all took. He makes this face of disgust before ripping out the credit card and throwing it on the table. He buries his face in his palms, and things slowly fade to blackness. Giselle, your turn. Yay! Oh, Giselle. You... Yes? You start your night the way you've always started your night. At one club or another. Hitting the town. You know, making your rounds. Making sure to keep up appearances. Mickey's gone, but you can't let them see you in any sort of weakness. That would be a foolish, foolish thing to do. You make your way into one club. You know it's a club, but there's nothing outside to mark it that way. It's a set of nice double doors, but that's about it. And there's a long hallway with sconces. It's weird. I mean, the lights on the sconces aren't even electric. Anyway, you make your way down. And at the end of this hallway is a large open room. There's a circular table, dead in the middle of it. A giant chandelier, probably 50 feet across, hangs above this table, equal its size. And there are people seated at this table, probably about a dozen of them. And they're wearing carnival masks. You see that there's a seat left vacant, and a mask, just for you. Do you take your seat at the table? I do. 
What does my mask look like? What do you want it to look like? This is your dream, after all. <laughs> Wonderful. I think it's probably a classic Harlequin mask. And we'll go with the colors of white and gold. Okay. You take your seat and you tie on your mask. And you know that the meeting is about to begin. There are murmurs coming from everywhere in this room. Everywhere except from the people at the table. But there's no one else in this room other than you and the people at this table. This table is essentially a ring. And at the middle of it is a small stage, maybe only 10 feet across. Small circular elevation at best. And a spotlight comes up. You recognize the person standing there. His hands are red. He looks confused and emaciated. He looks around and he sees you. And he recognizes you even through the mask. And Ellie, what's going on? Where am I? It's going to be okay. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I need my medicine. They won't let me have it. I look around the table and try to see if there's a head figure. Normally, something like this would be denoted by whoever sits at the head of a table, but this is circular, and everyone has their own very fancy mask, but none seems to be any more important than the other. I reach for my purse. Do I have it? Yes. I feel like Dreamy would... There's no reason in real life why I would have it, but Dreamy would try to look through my stuff to see if I had any any insulin for him. So you scramble through your purse. You see all of your usual belongings, your lighter, your... I'm sorry, what did you call them before? The clothes. Clothes, thank you. <laughs> anyway, you see your usual possessions your lighter, your clothes, your money. And at the bottom, there's a syringe. You pull it out, but it's empty. And a figure steps forward, and then another, and another. You recognize these. These are your late husbands. And they all have this look of grave concern for your nephew. One by one, they turn towards you. And that concern turns to disappointment. Giselle, what do you do? Boy, isn't that a good question. At this point, I push away from the table so I can try to climb the table and get to Derek. You push away. And you get over the table. As you approach Derek, though, Mickey steps forward. And he looks like he's trying to stop you. The other two are close behind him. 
and they reach to stop you as well. What do you do? I try to push past, beating fist, pushing, shoving, anything to get to Derek. They grab hold of you. And despite your thrashing, you kick one away, another grabs your arm. You slap him, the other gets you by the shoulder. And it's like fighting your way through a bog, through like wet, through, through mud, trying to make your way to him. He seems to grow more distant, more concerned. The blood on his hands begins to drip, and it drips more and more profusely. His emaciation becomes all that more caricatured, and you see him collapse on this rising. You all wake up in this room, not at the same time. Clarence, you're the first awake. You see the two on the couch, and they're both very much in distress. What do you do? That's a good question. Um, uh, Fuck him. Leave him. No, Walk right out the door. Honestly, <laughs> 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 just go. It's, it's halfway tempted. Is there a, uh, is there a, uh, like a bathroom or a, a washroom in this area? No. Um, you, you saw soap, uh, amongst the cleaning supplies in that, uh, little entranceway at the foot of the stairs. Um, but there's no sink or bathroom or anything like that. <laughs> okay. You all didn't ask for one. <laughs> No showers for us today. Um, I, yeah, I, I just keep to myself. I, uh, prop myself upright in the bed, so I'm sitting at the the foot of it, and I'm just kind of uh, awake, and I can't get back to sleep, so I'm just sitting there, staring at the floor with my arms on my knees and my hands together just kind of concentrating on the floor just trying to make sense of what i saw i think i'll have jada awake next jada you are startled awake and you see clarence propped up in bed he he the he's got circles under his eyes and he's sweating profusely. You see Giselle at the other end of the couch, and it's a little awkward to move because she's sleeping on top of the blanket that you wrapped over yourself. <laughs> but what do you do? <laughs> The first thing that I'm going to do is wipe the tears away from my eyes, uh, probably using the gross blanket, 
and then very forcefully I'm going to unburrito myself, which may or may not jostle Giselle. Uncere- unceremoniously just kick her off the couch. <laughs> 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 off with you! <laughs> I have expected it. <laughs> um, Alex, do you have a D100? No, but I have two D10s. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? I have, I have one right here. Just uh, high or low okay. for favorite, favorable. High. Good. Like this. This is this is good start. <laughs> you feel this jostling, uh, bringing you out of your un uneaseful slumber. That's a word now. Uneaseful. Yep. <laughs> you feel this jostling, bringing you out of this restless slumber. And before you realize where you are, uh, you notice the floor coming very close to your face. I think the moment I was awake would also be fed into a night terror-like scream from the dream. So it's like, not only am I falling, but I'm also shrieking my head off. Combination of the two. That, that makes sense. I imagine a nice crunch is about to happen of some variety. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll me an overcome. Let me get one roll in here. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. No? Okay. You break your no, nose. No, I'm fucking around. No, I'm fucking around. Hang on. <laughs> Not my nose. They have good plastic surgeons down here. I don't know. Probably. You gotta go find one. Fuck. Uh, you have to sell your soul. I don't think there's any approach that's going to go to help with this. Like, I think it's... No, I, and I, 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 I'm doing it purposely. Okay. In a sense of, you are... I, actually, I am disoriented. Yeah. I can't think in my head. I'm waking up from a dream. There's nothing that I would use to react. This is just going to be a straight... Yeah. Straight roll. That's fine. I got a zero. <laughs> Sounds as yeah. reactful as you can be without any approaches. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, so, Jada, Clarence, you hear this shriek followed by a very loud thud. And Giselle is sprawled out across the floor. Doesn't look too hurt, mostly surprised and upset just a little bit. Uh, shit, uh, Giselle, I'm sorry. Um,. I'm really not even looking at you. I'm still trying to wipe some of my <laughs> tears away. From my side, it's probably just heavy panting and trying not to scream again. And the... <gasps> and like, it's, it's right there. It's like on, on the brink of screaming again just as an emotional reaction to everything. But I'm trying to keep my shit together. So it's probably sounding more like hyperventilating. Okay. Clarence? Is there anything you wanted to do to that? Or are you just watching this uh, unfold in front of you? <laughs> well, I think since I was focused on, like, you know, the floor, I did see her falling, but I think the shriek got to me more than anything. So I kind of jumped, uh, not necessarily jumped upright, but but sat upright in, in the bed. 
and and kind of just looked at Giselle on the floor. <laughs> Friendly bunch we are. I know. <laughs> Shock and awe. <laughs> if I'm able to get a hold of myself, let that kind kind of die down and first thing I'm going to do is kind of tuck my hair behind my ears and give it a ruffle and just make sure that it doesn't look... I spent hours making sure my hair looks bed messy, so it's fine. Uh, it's a look. It's, it, indeed. And I'm going to stand up and pull down my the skirt of my dress a little bit because I imagine, you know, just looking at myself look a little decent after that. And uh, did, did you sleep well? No interest whatsoever. I'm checking my person for my purse. Uh, no. This couch was terrible. Clarence, I'm gonna turn to you. Uh, you... You you look like shit. How are you you doing? Well, besides the flop sweat, I'm feeling... Okay. I guess. Um, Giselle, you look graceful as always. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm, ter- I'm I'm terribly terrific. And as you three are still trying to make sense of what just happened, trying to shield yourselves from the rest of the world, I think that's where we're going to call it for this session. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda, playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaaf. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign E.T. Shaw. I'm Kyle, and you can find me on Twitter at LordKyleK. This has been a No Show Radio production.